Welcome to Money and Meaning, a podcast where we explore the work and passions of people around the world who are working to unlock the power of markets for impact. I'm Tova Lobatz, Executive Director of Strategic Partnerships for SOCAP Global. This podcast series is hosted by SOCAP Global and the Sorensen Impact Center. SOCAP Global convenes the largest and most diverse community and impact through live and digital experiences that educate, spur conversation, and inspire investment in positive impact. We work under the leadership of the Sorensen Impact Center, which helps organizations achieve their impact vision. The center is proudly housed at the University of Utah's David Eccles School of Business. Each episode of Money and Meaning features new stories of amazing people who are leveraging the power of capital markets for the betterment of people and planet in a just and sustainable way. Many of these episodes were recorded live from our SOCAP 22 stage in San Francisco. The next flagship SOCAP event will be held in October 2023 in San Francisco. Make sure to register at SOCAPglobal.com. As a podcast listener, you can register with the code MONEYMEANING23. That's all caps, M-O-N-E-Y-M-E-A-N-I-N-G-2-3 to save $50 off the current ticket price when you register at www.socapglobal.com. We hope to see you there. This episode features a conversation with Amy Bracchio, EY Global Deputy Vice Chair for Sustainability, and Imogen Rose Smith, Confluence Partners. They discuss how organizations and investors are addressing social and environmental issues to build positive impact on communities. Amy and Imogen examine how a transparent and holistic approach can help organizations shape sustainable supply chains and advance diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. Enjoy their conversation. Amy has over 25 years of experience in advising boards of global companies and helping leaders achieve their strategic strategic objectives by building agile risk-aware organizations equipped to make better decisions. In her current role, Amy helps EY clients create business value from their sustainable strategies and accelerate their transition to a lower carbon future. She is a champion of diversity, inclusiveness, and a lover of all things Minnesotan. Why? I grew up in Minnesota and I just find it such a wonderful place to live. It's where we've raised our children and what we call home. So what would the top things people should know about Minnesota be? So we have a lot of lakes and love to be outside. That means lots of parks, lots of outside activities, and you have to be okay with the snow in the winter. So let's start. We're going to talk about sustainable supply chains and DEI. So let, let's start with a simple question. What is a sustainable supply chain? So when you think about sustainability and supply chains, there are two different ways you can think about it. One is, do you have a, a supply chain that's really reliable and that you know that over time you're going to have appropriate visibility into your suppliers, into the materials that you need, and that you can really rely on it? But I think in this context, what's also really important is how your supply chain contributes to your own sustainability ambitions. So it's as important that, that our um, industries understand not only their business, but they also understand the sustainability commitments of their vendors and their supply chain. EY recently published its 2022 supply chain sustainability report, survey, surveying 
525 senior, senior supply chain executives. What were some of the largest takeaways from that? Yeah, this was a really interesting study. And what we heard were a few different things that stood out. One is that about a third of the respondents did not yet see that they had a um, business case for sustainable development of their supply chain. But on the flip side, those that had, um, many of them, the vast majority, are seeing that they are getting return on their efforts around building a sustainable supply chain, and they expect that return on revenue to continue over at least the next three years. You mentioned transparency about being, as being something that's really important. What can companies do to encourage greater transparency from their suppliers and in their supply chain generally? Yeah, that was something that was really um, better understood through COVID. And I think we all experienced it on a personal level where we weren't able to buy the goods we expected to buy in the amount of time period that we could normally buy them. And so what companies found was that they simply didn't have the data to understand and have visibility across their entire supply chain. So what we're seeing is companies are doing a lot more with respect to technology to provide that end-to-end -end visibility and also allow for more real-time decisions so that if they see that they are having issues in one point of their supply chain, they're able to, for example, um, shift to another supplier for that part. So did you find that COVID accelerated trends that were already out there, or did it surface new and different trends and responses? I think in this case, it really shone a light on an area where organizations had not invested in the past, and that's this technology and data analytics to have this visibility. Some organizations were ahead of the curve, and then they didn't suffer in the same ways that others did, and others have had to catch up really quickly. How can organizations proactively address social and environmental issues that could have an impact on their reputation or in consumer loyalty and potentially impact their supply chain? That's a really important question. And we're seeing more and more organizations are really committed to ensuring that they have a positive impact on the communities and the stakeholders with which they interact. It starts at the top. First, we see that many organizations now are purpose-driven, and employees expect that, consumers expect that. Then you've got to set the tone at the top with respect to the values of the organization and the actions that are being taken to live those values. These days, there really is no room for a gap between what an organization says they're going to do and actually does. Um, social media absolutely creates an environment where if you are not living your values, it's not gonna take very long for that to show. And so I think it's that consistent tone from the top that can drive through an organization the values they need in order to deliver on the social agenda. Switching gears slightly to, to, to ESG more generally and the topic of diversity and inclusion. Obviously, DEI is a core component of ESG. Looking at the S in ESG, what are the key sustainability trends taking a critical role in shaping business agendas? So I think that um, when you think about diversity, equity, and inclusion, we oftentimes go straight to the S with respect to how we think about things in ESG. And there you've got a very important focus on your employees, focus on upskilling, focus on um, 
equity efforts, and there's so many topics of importance. But I think that when you think about sustainability holistically for an organization, and you look at what's being done related to climate change, what's being done related to um, human rights across the supply chain, as we had talked about, it's important to think about diversity, equity, and inclusion across the whole gamut of ESG. I also think it's particularly important when you think about impact on climate change, because oftentimes when decisions are made in one geography, they actually have an impact on others first. So for example, companies will take action, say in the developed countries, well, some of the first that get the negative impact of them may be the island nations. And if you're not taking in a diverse set of ideas when you're thinking through your policies and practices, you really run a risk of doing harm beyond what you intend. So does this go back to what we were talking about with transparency and the need to have transparency within your supply chain and with your partners to really have the data to understand what is happening on the ground? Absolutely. And I think that um, companies should challenge themselves to think about what types of data are out there. Um, we recently met with a scientist who specializes in um, satellite imagery. And now more companies are using things like satellite imagery to understand the impact they have on the environment around, say, their um, manufacturing plant. And I think being really creative with respect to the source of the data you use can give you enhanced transparency beyond what we have today. What can regulators do to promote disclosure on the human capital side of I think transparency is just so important. And one of the things that policymakers can do is put into place reporting requirements. Now, it's really important that these requirements are focused on what matters most and that from a global community or standard setter standpoint, that there's some consistency. You know, global organizations can be challenged when you have all different standards and requirements across all different jurisdictions. So the more alignment we can have around reporting on things like human rights, diversity and inclusion, and other societal topics, um, the better it's going to be to be able to provide really usable data. Is your anticipation that climate change regulation will be the pointy end of the spear in that regard and that the social will follow? Or do you think it's jurisdiction by jurisdiction? I think it's likely jurisdiction by jurisdiction, but I'm really hopeful um, that the push with respect to reporting around climate will lead to a consistent reporting standard with respect to human rights and other social topics. How is DEI relevant to business and what role do investors have in holding companies accountable? I think business has a real opportunity to lead when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusiveness. And we saw that um, recently, if you look at the focus on racial equity in the United States over the past few years, we've seen business come out and play a leadership role with respect to commitments that were made. Investors asking the questions about diversity, equity, and inclusion help make sure that this is a topic that's top of mind to organizations and critical when they're thinking about their access to capital and their cost of capital. And that will help keep it really high on everyone's agenda. So is there a synergy to be had between investors, companies, and regulators in terms of investors holding companies a 
accountable, demanding transparency and disclosure, and regulators ensuring that what is disclosed is in fact accurate? I think so. And I think when we think broadly about sustainability and topics like climate change or diversity, equity, and inclusion, we have to think about it as a system. The regulators and the governments set the standards as well as um, provide some of the enabling functions we need, like the infrastructure that we need to bring it all to life. The financial services sector impacts cost of capital and access to capital, which every business will need. And then you've got the businesses that have to actually take the change themselves. And they're under pressure as well, beyond pressure from the regulators and their financial services institutions. They get pressures from consumers who are looking to buy from organizations that share their values and pressures from their employees. And everyone now is having challenge with respect to a war for talent. And you want to be able to attract and retain the top talent in the market. And oftentimes that means that employees are looking to work for organizations that share their values. So you put all of that together, and I'm hopeful we'll see real change on these really challenging topics. The views reflected in this podcast are the views of the author and do not necessarily reflect the views of the global EY organization or its member firms. Thank you for listening to this episode of Money and Meaning. If you were inspired by the conversation and are interested in getting more involved with the SOCAP community, join us at SOCAP 23 in October. As a podcast listener, you can register with the code MONEYMEANING23, that's all caps, M-O-N-E-Y, M-E-A-N-I-N-G-2-3 to save $50 off the current ticket price when you register at www.socapglobal.com. We look forward to seeing you in October and be sure to subscribe to Money and Meaning wherever you get your podcast to be notified of our next episode's release.